Thanks for listening to the Rio Blanco County Newscast. This is episode 104, featuring highlights from the February 16th, 2023 print edition of the Rio Blanco Herald Times. Starting things off with the quick hits. Rio Blanco County Commissioners met Tuesday to discuss several board appointments and other county business. If you're interested in serving your community or saying cool stuff like, yay, nay, and so moved, you can take a look at all the boards and what they do at rbc.us under boards and commissions. On that note, a bunch of special district elections are coming up in the next few months. So check out the election nomination information and the public notices. Does anyone wish to speak for candidates? Meeker High School students from the Art, Culinary, and FCCLA programs raised $2,800 for Pioneer's Medical Center's Meals on Wheels program by serving a soup kitchen-style meal in handmade bowls at Meeker High School. Find photos and more info on page 9, along with student reporting on Rangeley High School's Winterfest activities. And check out the front page for a story about how Colorado Northwestern Community College's Student Government Association provides opportunities to serve the surrounding community, from hosting reverse trick-or-treating at Parkview Elementary School to participating in bingo at Eagle Crest Assisted Living to assisting the groundskeeper on campus with cleanup work. can do attitude, some elbow grease, so clean up your room, you know? The Federal Bureau of Investigation continues to investigate a wire transfer fraud involving a significant amount of the $4 million set aside for Wolf Creek Reservoir by the Rio Blanco Water Conservancy District. We interviewed an ethical hacker about how you can protect yourself from scams like this. So penetration tests, this is how they start. And it's the same exact thing as a social engineering scam because you're doing the same thing. Mm. Compromising individuals, you're compromising systems, right? Right. That's the professional ethical hacker, Kyle Suero. We interviewed whose experience speaks for itself. Let's just say he's a technical wizard. He explained the ins and outs of social engineering, malicious links, spear phishing, the technical details of open source intelligence and more in this week's article, which you can also find on the front page. Sense of urgency, attention grabber, spelling mistakes, incorrect email. These are all signs of a phishing scam, a social engineering scam. And you might be thinking, why would a hacker make an, a spelling mistake on an email template for trying to confuse people into thinking this is a legitimate service? And the reason is actually because if you make a little mistake like this, they don't want to get everybody, right? They want to get the people who aren't going to be trouble for them. Giving some special attention to the opinion section this week, starting with Deirdre McNabb's letter to the editor imploring local tax districts to modernize, making public meeting information and meetings themselves more accessible to everyone. Can't argue with you there, Deirdre. Also in the opinion section, some more arguably non-debatable takes from University of Colorado Boulder's Cassidy Davis, who discusses the importance of news literacy. In their column on page four, Davis invites HT readers to think before they share by answering the following questions to evaluate the credibility of a claim. One, is the information I am sharing authentic? Two, has it been posted or confirmed by a credible source? Three, is there evidence that proves the claim? Four, is the context accurate? And five, 
Is it based on solid reasoning? Your curriculum is a joke, and you, sir, are a criminal. All reasonable questions to ask, I would say. More information on news literacy at newslit.org. That's newslit.org. Extra, extra, read all about it. 125 years ago, the Maker Herald published, quote, the clog dancing contest between the Honorable Frank Sheridan and Assistant Postmaster Fisk was won in a canter by the latter. End quote. And 50 years ago, the Rangeley Times wrote, quote, The Secretary of Interior Roger C.B. Morton and Atomic Energy Commission Chairman Dixie Lee Ray announced today their decision to proceed with execution of an underground atomic test on federal land in the Piance Basin in northwestern Colorado. The experiment will consist of three 30 kiloton nuclear explosives being fired simultaneously in a single wellbore to fracture gas-bearing strata at 5,500 to 6,900 feet underground. Natural gas will then flow through the rock fractures into large interconnected vertical chimneys created by the explosions. End quote. And fast forwarding from there, spoiler alert, that didn't end up being the way that we got natural gas out of the Piance Basin. More from past editions of the Meeker Herald and Rangeley Times are in days gone by. And normally this is where I'd end the episode, but I wanna take a minute to talk about slow news or slow journalism. If you signed up for our newsletter, you'd get a handy link right here to the Wikipedia article about it. Slow journalism is a new subculture born out of the frustration at the quality of journalism from the mainstream press. A continuation from the larger slow movement, slow journalism shares the same values as other slow movement subsets in its efforts to produce a good, clean, and fair product. Here's the thing. Good news reporting takes time, and in today's world, you often want things right away, right now. I need to know. Some need to know things are on a need to know basis. What am I saying? Nothing. I'm just putting words together so that you have some content to listen to. That's kind of how it works in today's world. <laughs> listen, though, for real, sometimes you need to wait. And if the place that you're getting your information from is some large outlet who's sole motivating factor is to get more clicks by reporting on things now, immediately, fulfilling the demand that you create by consuming said information, well, then you can't really blame them when that reporting isn't at the level of quality that we aspire to publishing a weekly newspaper. That said, we don't always get everything perfect and we have a deadline too. So, you know, recognize journalist deadlines. What am I even talking about? I'm on a soapbox. Yes, it's true. I'm on a soapbox. Some political crap. I got a zero on my SATs. Here's some practical advice. Some ways you can test out slow news and see if you like it. Take a break from social media accounts that post inflammatory content. Turn off the TV or at least the political pundits for a few days. Try out a long-form investigative or educational podcast. Great thing about podcasts, unlike TV, you can do things while you listen to them, especially if you, like me, like to learn while you're kinesthetically engaged. 
Is that the way you say that word? I don't know. I'm saying this off the top of my head. Okay, cut me some slack, people. Or actually, no, you don't have to cut me any slack. In fact, judge me harshly as you will. But while you're at it, subscribe to your community newspaper wherever you are. Does that sound cool? Sound good? All right, sweet. That's all for this week's news highlights. You can find more in print and online at ht1885.com. And thank you for supporting community journalism. Now take it slow. If there's no one else, we will begin the voting.